happening. Okay. Welcome to Happy Hour, a work, culture, and lifestyle show with your hosts, Brittany Bowering and, and Penny Blackmore. Oh, I tried to wolf this little. Um, if you like our show, please rate, review, and subscribe uh, so that other people can help find it, especially because it's now changed, so it's kind of a new thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And also because we all live digitally now, so you can't just tell a friend about something. Oh, isn't that the same? You have yeah. to exist on the internet. You could send them a little link, um, you know, but uh, yeah, you can't really tell them in person. You can't be like, this is my favorite podcast. Mm, none of us have friends anymore. Yeah. <laughs> It's all virtual. It's all virtual. How are you doing, Penny? I'm swell. Swell. Guess what I did this morning? Tell me. Paid my electricity bill. I was going to be like, I knew it was something responsible. I was about to be like, worked out? Did something healthy? (laughs) In your dreams. Yeah. No, but um, I've just tried to do it so many times and it hasn't hasn't gone anywhere. But it got through. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, absolutely. You know when you click the button and it's like, do you want to pay your bill? And you're like, yes, please. And then it's like, No. Not today, Satan. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it just won't let you for whatever reason. How in Germany, it's the absolute worst mm-hmm. for things like this. They just never really, things don't really work, it, which is interesting because you'd really think it was the opposite, mm. you know? Um, yeah. Things don't seem to work that easily. I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm doing really good. I'm, I'm gearing up for our long weekend holiday. Uh, oh man. Let's yeah. just talk about it quickly. So okay. Penny and I are going on a little long weekend. And we're, we're going to Germany. We're going to the sea, to the ocean. Um, I wanted to sing a song, but it wasn't the right one. It was, sweet Virginia, take me home. <laughs> it's not the right one at all, is it? I thought I was, that's a confusing choice. But I, you know, I'm here for it. So um, the problem is, is that Penny and I, as you may or may not know, are obsessed with the weather. Who isn't? And checking the weather. And I think we ta- even talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've been checking the weather for where we're going. And every day it just keeps getting worse. Yeah. And it's worse. like rain, 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 <laughs> rain and misery. The first, the first time I checked, it was like, okay, two days would be like potentially a little bit rainy off and on. And then now next time I looked, it was like four, four days. Yeah. <laughs> Every day that you're there, it's going to be horrible. I'm feeling um, a little bit sad about, I feel like summer's over. That's my feeling as well yeah. because of this. I'm like, oh, we waited too long Yeah, for our little summer Well, baking. not even that, but I just think the weather's done. It's going yeah. to careen slowly into the wall of autumn. There is that feeling, yeah. I don't, and I won't be able to wear Birkenstocks every day. Oh, I miss sliding a shoe on and great? off. It's so Slide good. on, slide off. Yeah, yeah. You know? If I'd seen Karate Kid, maybe I'd know what that meant. I... <laughs> I don't know what it means either, mm. but you know that it comes from Karate Kid. Well, they say wax on, wax off, which I oh, also of don't course. understand. Wax on, wax on. <laughs> I've heard that before. Anyway, the thing is that I am really trying, and I've, you know, for the past few years, I've always been trying to be very overly positive when situations like this arise mm. because you can get upset and you can get annoyed, but guess what? That's one thing you one thing you can't change is the weather. Mm. All right, so mm-hmm. you got to just roll with the punches. Darn you know? it. Mm. So that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it'll be fine. Time. We'll yeah. have a good relax. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bought about a hundred books. It's I so funny. That. It's a long weekend and I bought, I already am in the middle of a really good book right now. I have mm-hmm. another one that I've started and then I bought three new books <laughs> and I don't know how many books I'm planning to read, but mm. it's pretty outrageous. Uh, have you ever been in one of those debates with people who are like pro Kindle and pro physical book? Yes. So like, 
I would like to have a Kindle for travel because yeah. that just makes perfect sense. But um, in real life, I like a real book. Totally. But it's funny you get these people and they're just like tearing each other's hair out and you're like, calm down. It's not that, you, you know You know what? You have a Kindle and I'll have my book. Yeah. Like, let's all just, you know, mm. let's all just agree to disagree. Let's all just get along. Honestly. And also with books, like... It, when you're traveling, you do have to take three because what if yes, one thank is you. not the, st- the mood that you're in? So I always, a little penny life hack. Tell me. When I go traveling, I always start all of the books I'm reading beforehand. Oh, because so if smart. I, because you know, when you read the blurb and you look at the cover and you've read other things by the writer and then you start reading it and you're like, oh no. No, no, no. Nine, nine, nine. This is not my vibe. <laughs> yeah. Absolute nine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you got to. You gotta That's a really smart idea. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah, we're control freaks. Definitely. We like to make sure everything's gonna be a peak experience. Isn't that funny that we can be friends and we're both fairly control freaks? That's because we have the exact same things that we like. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. That's yeah. just how it works. Work! <gasps> yeah. I have a really nice I'm really excited about the work topic this week. Okay. So please go. Alrighty. So, uh, <laughs> Mine's a bit of a crossover between work and life. Love it. Okay. I mean, isn't it always? Yeah, exactly. Because I was re-listening <laughs> to our episode. <laughs> Um, I was re-listening to our episode last week and we were talking about how work and life stuff sometimes cro- cross over and then life and work stuff. T- yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. we get we get the jib, yeah. the cut of the jib. So um, I thought I'd talk about self-awareness today. Um, self-awareness, if you're Irish. Um, <laughs> um, and I think this is, it's so interesting because like a lot of people don't know what they're good at and they don't know what they're mm. bad at. And I mean, I'm sure we fall into this category at some point. Um, but it's really, I think it's really important to close the gap between like how you see yourself and how others see you, because then, um, you just have get a more like accurate representation of how you're doing at work. Yeah. Um, and so basically I just like made a few notes on how to become more self-aware. Wonderful. How do you feel about that? I'm really excited. Have you got any input on the importance of self-awareness, Britt? I just, uh, find it kind of, uh, mind boggling how few people are actually Mm self-aware, you know, and I'm not saying, oh, I'm the most self-aware person. I definitely have times where I remember actually just as a quick side note, um, I, so I used to think few years back. I, I, and for my, my whole life, I always thought that I was a really easygoing person. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I was like, I was like, no, I'm, I'm always like, I'm super easygoing. Like, I'm just like, whatever, everything's <laughs> fine. It's totally cool. <laughs> and then I had this like moment where I just like, I I think I said it in front of my mom and my brother and another really like old friend of mine. And they were all like, what? <laughs> no, Sorry, you're not. Who's yeah. easy going? Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't mean that I'm not like fun to be around no. or whatever, but I'm definitely not the person who just goes with the flow of things. Like mm. I'm more the person who will take charge of a situation if 100%. it's not yeah. going well, or I'll, I'll be the, like, I'm, I'm always the one who rents the car and drives. I'm always <laughs> the one who finds the restaurant that we're going to. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm not an, I'm not a like easygoing wouldn't be a word to, that you used to no, describe me. I don't think yeah. me either. No. I don't think yeah. I'm easygoing. No. I'm not like, yeah, whatever. And exactly. when I do say, yeah, whatever, I'm really working on myself in that moment. If you ever <laughs> hear me say, yeah. yeah, whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm easy. 
You know that phrase? Yeah. I mean, I hear other people say it and I'm like, Kenny, you should say that sometimes too. And you should mean it. <laughs> it makes you more, it's like, you should say that sometimes because maybe that may make you a little more likable. You know, yeah. that's one of the things yeah. that I think about myself too. I'm like, okay. Just I'm go easy. Along oh, one no, time. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, in my head, I'm like, Penny, not everything has to be perfect all the time <laughs> Yeah, for yeah. you. Yeah. Like some other people might enjoy this thing that we're about to do. Totally. Okay. okay yeah. So tell me your, tell me your, your tips. Cause I probably could use a few of them. I'll tell you. Okay, right great. Right. So number one is decide what matters to you and why. Um, so mm. this is all about values. Like what are your personal and professional values? Um, so that you can figure out, because I think this is like something that people forget is if you know what you want, then you can easily figure out like what you don't want and how to communicate with other people. And like, yeah, because oh, self-aware- yeah. Cause I think a lot of people, the step one of self-awareness is like, well, what do you want? And then you can figure out if it matters what other people think about that thing. Yeah, totally. Um, and then the second step is like, what feedback are you going to take on board and what are you going to decide maybe isn't important to you? So like for me, for example, I would really like feedback on, <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want any feedback. <laughs> Actually, let me like, rephrase don't that. Don't give me any of that. But like the, the things that I'm not interested in hearing about are like, if I'm at work, I'm not really interested in hearing about my personality and how likable I am. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Like I'm there to do a job and that's my personal values are that I'm going to go and do a really good job at work. Yeah. And if you don't like it, sorry. Suck on that. (laughs) Is that too much? That was pretty cute. I liked it. Suck on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the next step is you build a board of trusted advisors. So these people Mm. have to be completely behind you and your ambitions. You have to really believe that these people want the best for you um, and that they know you very well. They know your values. They know your ambitions and that they're willing to be honest. So I would say like three or four people. I would go with three because it's going to be hard finding four. And also then you'll have a tiebreaker. (laughs) Yeah. And what are you, so what are you going to these people with? Mm -hmm. So you're going to ask them, you're basically going to ask them some like regular feedback questions. So maybe Mm. like every quarter or every semester, uh, not semester, every uh, six months or even every sort of couple of months. Um, You can either send them an email questionnaire or you can ask them in person and just like ask them the questions that you want responses to. So like if you think you're really good at um, stakeholder management, um, then you might want to be really specific about asking them questions about that. So you're like, um, how did I go with a stakeholder management task? Um, what yeah. anno- and then like things like what annoys you about me? What frustrates you about me? <laughs> what are the top three things that you think I do best? Um, yeah. and, and not taking in re- into account like what uh, I think I do best. Yeah. Um, and when was a time when I pleasantly surprised you? So I think like hearing from other people how they interpret you when they're very much on your side is super important because <laughs> – Recently, I was talking to a couple of friends and I was like, you know, because I can be a bit difficult to be around. And they were like, what? And I'm like, you know, I'm difficult to be around. And they're like, actually, you're really not. You're not easygoing. Yeah. But you're really fun and nice and friendly and love. Like you're a good person. Right. And I was like, 
ah, you know what I mean? Like, and I'd, I'd actually just been listening to this other person who made me feel very difficult to be around. Yeah. Um, so I think it's like, yeah, this sort of self-awareness journey starts with, uh, matching who you think you are to also, um, what other people think you are, but also not letting go of your personal values and knowing what you want to begin with, because you can't actually just bend to the whims of everyone. You can't be the perfect person, but if you're making sure you're very much established in like who you are and what you want, then the rest will come through better. Beautiful. (laughs) I love that. I think it's really cool to have a, this sort of trusted advisors, you know, uh, uh, pa- panel, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also important that they kind of, they don't all have to be at work yeah. necessarily. They yeah. could also be somebody who you know outside of work. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, th- th- yeah, I find, I think it would be very difficult to be one of these people and answer the question, what annoys you about yeah. me? Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I just sort of threw a few questions in there that like, because the thing is, I wouldn't want to annoy people. You know right. what I mean? So that that would be uh, an answer to a question that I would really want. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 But that makes um, sense. maybe that would be in an email format. Yes. And I'd be like, what annoys you about me? And also keep in mind but that by telling me, you're giving me an opportunity to fix this thing about myself. Yeah. Or be unannoying. Yeah. And maybe Who wants you can to ju- be annoying. It's not <laughs> it's not a place you want to be. No. I'll tell you right I'll tell you right now. Mm-hmm. Um this is really great. I think that this is something that um, just there's a lot of people that could benefit from just just asking themselves a few of these questions, mm. you know, just getting 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 the wheels turning mm-hmm. on the old self-awareness. Yeah. So I have a topic. Ooh, can't wait. And it's stemming from a, a little story. <gasps> Love um, that. Anecdote and actually, I mean, it's an evidence. anecdote, but it's like I've, I've this has happened so many times. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a a singular event. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, you know, you know the story. So, uh, let's say there's a, a company and they want to host, um, an event. Okay. Okay. And they're really excited about hosting an industry event because of course events are great. They position you really well in the industry, mm-hmm. in the market, they help you meet people, network, all this kind of stuff. And it's good to be the person actually putting them on, puts you in a situation of, you know, you have su- superiority mm-hmm. or a better word. But also approachability. Approachability. Exactly. Mm. Right. You're putting yourself out there. So <clears throat> the only problem with, uh, with these kind of situations and actually just like a lot of different sort of, Yeah. Uh, like content in general mm-hmm. is people are always so scared mm. about um, revealing their secrets uh, yep, or, yep, yep, yep. or introducing, you know, a past client or something to someone else who could then potentially like swoop in and steal oh, them. Like a and competitor. A com- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the correct term <laughs> competitor. So it's like, there's this thing, like I've just been experiencing this, quite a lot. And I just find it so interesting because I think it's just a, this, this, this headspace or this mindset of scarcity, mm, right. Of this mm-hmm. thing where it's like, well, there's not enough clients out there for everybody. And mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's, we've got to make sure we protect them and keep them away from it. But then there's also this mindset of like, we want to be big and bold and do cool things and whatever. And so I'm just, I just really wanted to talk about the being afraid of, competition and competitors mm-hmm. being so dangerous to 
um, your business, also your like self worth mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. self esteem mm-hmm. in general, whether you're like a business or a one person um, show. Um, and then the other side of it is like, I just feel it's so frustrating because it's like keeping your clients away from competitors isn't a competitive advantage. Like, yeah, I mean, like the, all these email addresses are on the internet. You correct. can't hide competitors from your clients. Right? You just like, can't. It's just so, it's such an interesting, it's like why the, the best way to go to approach a situation like this is actually to find something that's going to differentiate you in the market. So mm. instead of feeling like, oh, I need to um, make sure that I never introduce, you know, if, if you're a w- one single person, right? It's like, I, oh, I never want my boss to meet, you know, this person who I know because like he mm. or she's so much better than me at mm. this and that, whatever. And it's like, it's the wrong way to look at it. Yeah. You know, you need to figure out what is special about you, what's unique about you and your offering mm. and, you know, stand a little bit more firm in that. A hundred percent. I think what you're talking about is self-esteem. Well, well, yeah. It's almost like yeah, if I had a boyfriend and I had so little self-esteem that I never let him see other girls, like yeah. literally see them on the street, yeah. then I, that means I don't have much faith in myself as a person. Um, that's and, like, that's exactly what it is, whether yeah. or not you're a person or a business. You mm. clearly don't feel that confident. Mm. Mm. And that's the that's the issue you should be tackling. Not the not the fact that, yes, okay, maybe we have competitors and maybe we're vulnerable to them. Yeah. But why are we vulnerable? Because we don't have a competitive advantage or a value proposition that actually speaks for itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm just feeling very frustrated because I still, like, I think there are so many people talking about this, about like, like not only self-esteem and stuff, but like the scarcity mindset over mm. the abundance mindset and, mm-hmm. and just being, uh, having that frame, you know, and, but still there are people, you know, who seem to be really stuck in this old sort of way of thinking, yeah. you know, and this yeah. is, it's just not a very innovative mindset to be in. And it's also not rewarding. It's frustrating. Mm. It's scary. It's all mm. these things. Like, why would you ever want to be in that kind of, you know, mm. situation and mindset. So that's just something, I mean, I don't have much else to say about it other than I just find it so frustrating when, because mm. I'm trying to like, you know, I just want other people to understand, you know, that that's just not the right approach. Yeah. you know, And I think also if our listeners are hearing this and they're like, oh, well, sometimes I feel, um, you know, like nervous about a person in my organization or yeah. a competitor or something, just investigate that and be like, what do they have that I don't? Exactly. Is it real? Yeah. Like, am I imagining things? Yeah. Or, and if you think that they've got some like awesome thing that you want, can you get that thing? Can you learn that skill? Yeah. Can you, I mean, it's so, yeah, I've got so many stories about this, but there are, I've met agencies that are almost like obsessed with their competitors to the point where they're not even looking at themselves anymore. I'm like, who cares what they're doing? This is something, I mean, like I was a gymnast and I know that you don't, there's nothing you can do about someone else. Oh, have you seen I, Tonya? 
actually know. Oh, we watched it last night. Oh, um, really? Yeah. It's supposed to be so good. Did it's you like pre- it? I have to say I was pleasantly surprised. It's a little bit heavy handed at the beginning, but basically Tonya Harding is an incredible skater. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, there's an incident where Fiasco. she goes to one of her competitors. And I mean, she doesn't break the girl's knee, but someone associated with Tonya Harding breaks the girl's knee. But in real life, you can't break anyone else's knee. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you've, you can only be the best that you can be. And yeah. that has to be good enough. Totally. It actually just has to be like, yeah, we all have our limits. Exactly. Um, yeah. I just think it's so important to acknowledge that and to just, yeah, like I, I think that being being uh, being obsessed with your competitors is just such an unrewarding. It's very toxic. And it, yeah, it's exhausting. Mm. Always looking. I mean, that's why friggin' social media is such a nightmare for so mm. many people because you're constantly comparing yourself to others, right? Mm. Like it's all tied together. So it needs, yeah, like spend more time looking at yourself than looking at others, I guess. is the, Yeah, that's it. That's it. You did it. So here's the thing. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't hate a lot of things, but I really hate this. Um, lately, I've been seeing across LinkedIn. I mean, this is also oh, on. I know exactly what you're going to say. Really? I think, I okay. Think, yeah. So lately I've been seeing across LinkedIn and like more than I was surprised when I saw the first post about this. And then more than that, I've been seeing like several of them come up where the people are like, just so you know, I have unfollowed everyone uh, on my account. Yeah. And uh, you might have been unfollowed by me. It's like, so, oh, why am I seeing this yeah. annoying message? <laughs> so they're like, they're like, I just realized that my feed on LinkedIn got so cluttered with unimportant things that I decided to unfollow. Because what you can do is you can keep the connections, but you can unfollow people so you don't Jesus see anybody's Christ. posts. Right. And they're like, I will be slowly curating my, you know, follower ship or whatever. And, and, um, so, you know, basically like, like giving everybody a slap on the wrist or something like, it's just so weird. It's like, you know what, if you want to go unfollow everybody, just do it. Yeah. And there's no reason for you to like, I get they're trying to they make just the wanna, point. They just want to let everyone know that they are an exceptional individual yeah. <laughs> who needs a very exceptional news feed. I just find it a little bit silly this whole thing it's the same thing with instagram where people are like i'm about to take a break from instagram Mm. it's like just take the break like the break you don't need no one needs to know nobody cares nobody cares you know also my other i have a major pet peeve on facebook oh tell me you know people who are like i normally never post here yeah yeah but but here we here's, go. Here's the thing. And yeah. then they post something and it's very just, I find it very grandiose. Like pay attention everyone. Cause I never normally post. Yeah. Here. yeah. I'm so cool. And I'm yeah. like, I post here. People listen to what I have to say. Probably more than you. No there offense. you go. <laughs> Penny's an avid. It's a surprising, it's a surprising uh, quality of Penny's that she Facebook. posts on Facebook. I don't so much anymore. Not anymore. Okay. It's yeah. always when I'm really ranty about something. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fair. <laughs> Facebook's for ranting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same with Twitter. Yeah. Twitter's for ranting. But anyway, that was just like a short rant. I'm just a bit annoyed by this kind of culture of like, everyone cares what I'm doing all of yeah, the time. And oh, therefore totally. I have to, you know, and it's like, you know, I'm, I use social media, I use LinkedIn, I use all these platforms, but I, but sometimes they really irk Stink. me. Yeah. Yeah. Also my other least favorite, and this is what I thought you were going to say mm. is, oh my God. Tell me. I hate this so much. You know, in LinkedIn, you say Penny Blackmore, 
digital advisory and content writing. Yeah. That's what I do. Right. Then there are people who are like <laughs> Penny Blackmore, lifelong learner, <laughs> avid reader, get doneer. You know yeah, what I mean? Getting like, it done. Just a list of things that how they approach. And I'm like, whoever told you to do this should get fired because I like agree. this recruiter, okay, from a practical perspective, recruiters can't find you if you do that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You dumb dumb. Yeah. How do you think they filter you like- You little dumb dumb. You dumb dumb. <laughs> you should add that to the tagline. I'm a little like, dumb dumb. I'm a get doneer, an avid reader and a dumb dumb. <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I am so with you on this. I've actually screenshot, I've taken several screenshots of ridiculous <laughs> LinkedIn profiles, you know, mm-hmm. like millionaire mindset, oh, you know, yeah. like, oh yeah. Oh, I just like, just give it up. My you know? favorite one I ever saw, but legitimately my favorite was this developer who was like, um, uh, I, I can't remember whether this was his tagline or w- whether it was in his bio, but he was like, I've never, ever been in the Forbes under thir- 30 under 30. I've never written a book. I've never done this. I've never done that. But I'm a pretty good developer. So if you don't give a shit about any of that stuff, then please get in touch. And I'm like, if I was hiring developers right now, I would hire you. You totally. are funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. I love that. Oh, great. Um, all right. What's your culture flip? Um, of course, mine is also based on a bit of a rant. Yes. So I feel uh, like that's how it's going to be. Yeah. Rant, rant, rant. Culture wise. Um, but basically like I would like to share, I'm not, okay. Conversation is very important. Yes. Um, true. <laughs> a good conversationalist is a true delight. It's a, it's a work skill. It's a life skill. It's a world skill. Um, there are lots of bad conversationalists out there. Yeah. So I just want, and I'm not saying I'm perfect by any way, shape or form, but I watch people fucking it up all the time and I'm like, Oh mama, (laughs) what you doing there? Yeah. So there's three little rules I'd like like to, I'd like to share. Okay. Number one, don't interrupt. Yes. Just don't. In my opinion, interrupting is number probably my number one pet peeve. Totally. Because I think you may as well be like, hey, Brittany, I don't care what you have to say. Yes. I have to say something that's more interesting and important. Yeah. Um, number two, don't tell super long stories, right? Like, you Sorry, get- if I could just interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. But super, you know oh my I mean? God. Like so, the super long story with a lot of unnecessary detail. Like, oh, she was a content manager. Oh, no, wait. Maybe she was a content ma- uh Anyway, I met her in Sydney and da-da-da. And you're like, honey, get to the point. You've got 45 seconds tops to tell the whole story. But I do that all the time. No, but yeah. I do it all of the time. Like, do you though? I mean- People ignore it, I think, because I get very excited about the side notes and the little details. So it's all coloring mm-hmm. of the story. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, I have to be like, that is literally not important to the story that I'm telling. Okay. And then I, you know. So the thing about rules is, as we discussed last week, some of them are meant to be broken yeah, at the appropriate place and time. That's right. But not all of your stories last for hours. That's true. Just yeah. the ones that need to last for hours, yes. right? Yes. So <laughs> Thank hours, you. that's right. Full hours. Hours. We schedule in hours for catching Story up, so time with Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hours out of your day. Sorry. Continue. And finally, number three, 
don't argue. So I think it's totally okay to challenge someone in a conversation. Just don't assume your opinion is unequivocally right. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I've been sitting there where someone's like, oh, I'm pretty sure it was uh, that, that. Can I say this? It was, it was a comet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, that's a satellite. No, it's a comet. No, it's a satellite. And yeah. you're like, yeah, this is very tedious. Yeah, it's there's like it's not ways. serving the conversation. Nobody cares. Yeah. Also, there's a nice way to bring that up. So you could be like, oh, that's interesting. I actually thought that because the lights aren't flashing, it was a satellite. Um, but I could be wrong. You know what I mean? And I, I think women be are much wrong. better th- at this because men are like, I am always right. Yeah. Sorry, not all men. Hashtag not all men. <laughs> and yeah, no, but it's so true. It's just for everybody else in the conversation, it's like, uh, yeah. like, get me out of here, you know? Yeah. And so, that's not where you want to be. Exactly. I think that a conversation should be like, Everybody should get to say something and you should be curious about other people. Yes. If you're not curious, start a podcast. <laughs> just get a bloody just, microphone and exactly. talk to yourself all day. Tell everybody what you think. Yeah. Right? Lifestyle. So Brittany. It's the style of life. Yes, Penny. <laughs> Are you going to get a dog soon? Oh my God. I'm getting, oh, it's mama. getting, it's getting to a, a weird point where like I'm not quite as bad as you because Penny literally points out every single dog she sees ever. It's not quite at that point, but if I see a cute dog, I just like end the conversation that I'm having and I'm like, look at that dog. Look how cute he is. So yeah, it's getting to the point where I really do need to do that. I think Mm, I feel bad actually, because Brittany and I were having spritzes the other day and she was telling a story and I was like, sorry, just look at that guy. Over there. Look yeah. At, look at that little dog. Look at his tiny little legs. Yeah. He had and really small legs. Like, <sighs> yep. And I'm like, okay. It does. It is something you have to, if you're I've friends with Penny, you have to like just understand that sometimes you're going to get interrupted by a cute dog. I've got to make sure that I reduce it to the really cute dog. That's the thing. I think that's my problem. I just point out every dog that goes by. You do. I'm so sorry. Okay. That's my new, that's my new year's resolution. (laughs) I didn't have one and now I do. There it is. Great. But, um, Um, yeah. So are you, why, what, why do you ask? Are you, so I've met, um, have you ever met a first time dog owner? And they get themselves a big giant dog that they adopt from some Idiots. abusive former oh, okay, owner. Sorry. Yeah, That's no, not idiotic. No, but really it is. Like if you're a first time dog owner, here are my tips. My Ooh. whole, but this whole podcast is like Penny's tips. Penny's tips. Um, so if you're a first time dog owner, you have to get a little dog. Yeah. That's manageable. Yeah. Um, and if you don't, and either way, you have to train the hell out of it. Yes. Okay? Because... If your dog is running the show, that that's dangerous for your dog. It's dangerous for other people. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous for other dogs. Mm-hmm. Like I've known um, dogs to kill other dogs by accident. Oh like my a god! A big dog can just pick up a little dog and shake it and break its neck, and it's all over. And that has Jeez. happened in my in my world. So like you've got to train your dog with a professional. Mm. It's not negotiable. Um, and also the feeding thing, you know, when you see someone and they're feeding their dog, like 
a slice of cheese pizza. Yeah. And you're like, um, I don't know if your dog should be eating that. And they're like, oh no, he loves it. And I'm like, he's a dog. He it. Yeah. You're meant to be fit. Like look up what dogs are meant to eat and feed them that. Don't feed them fatty foods. It can actually kill them. Also, dogs need to know who's boss. So if you're do- like, I was watching this girl the other day, we were at the lake. I'm sure she won't be listening. <laughs> and she had this big, beautiful dog. And it would just run away, harass people, run all around the place. And then she'd be like, come here. And she'd give it a piece of chicken. So basically the dog knew that it could do whatever it wanted. And if she called them, called the dog and then it came back, it would get rewarded and then it could just run Yikes. away again. Yeah. So this dog was like probably smarter than me, unfortunately. I was looking into <laughs> his eyes and I was like, oh, mama. <laughs> I bet that dog could do my taxes way better than me. But um, yeah. And also finally, um, you should use different tones of voice with dogs because they Mm. don't speak English, guys. They know their own name or German. They they know their own names and stuff. They know a limited amount of words, but you have to actually use tone with your voice. So can I tell you something funny? Now, I'm not... Okay. First of all, I have to say I'm not on TikTok, okay? But this story is about TikTok. So there's the, there. I mean, whether or not you're on TikTok, you know that there are kind of like TikTok memes or whatever that go around like these usual. And the one that I just absolutely love is um, there's this one where dog owners tell their dog a story oh, using great. using all of the dog's like favorite words, right? Oh God, so like hilarious. walk and like treats and like you know they, they and Schnacko. some of them yeah some of them have different words like some of them even have like grandma and like the dog oh, knows grandma's cute. house and stuff and they tell them a story and just film them while they're and they're like and then I went and walked over to grandma's house and the dog's like oh and then he's like God. and I thought maybe I should get her some treats and then he's like oh and he let the dogs just go flipping crazy. And okay, it's I put so that in cute. the notes so that we can, we have to put that. Video I'll link in. it. It sounds so cute. It's so cute. I hope they get a treat at the end because I hate people who tease their dogs. Oh, I know it's the Ooh. worst. It's the absolute worst. Poor little fellas. Yeah. So dog ownership. Yeah. You know, it's a big. It's a serious it's issue. A p- big decision yes. to make, and that leads right into my topic, which is decision-making. Right. So I actually, this is actually kind of funny that it does tie in quite a lot. So there's just a lot of things going on around me right now where people are making big decisions, mm-hmm. life-changing decisions, like different things happening. And I, I'm i also like one big decision that I have coming up is the, uh, a new apartment, mm-hmm. which apartment to take. Mm-hmm. Is it the right apartment? Is it this and that? And you know, you're weighing all these different options. And I just found myself reminding, having to remind myself several times that like these big decisions are scary because we are creatures of habit. We're, you know what I mean? We're not, we actually, humans don't like to be like put in a scenario that they don't know what's going to be happening. And, you know, like if you're moving to a new apartment, for instance, and you have all the new surroundings, you don't, you know, it's like all these things are totally normal to be fearful of. Mm. But the thing that I keep reminding myself is if a decision is made, it's never irreversible. I mean, unless it really is irreversible. That's true, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, it's not irreversible. If we move to a new apartment and it flipping sucks, mm. there are ways around getting out mm. of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It would be annoying and awful and whatever. Mm-hmm. And like people, you know, like a friend of mine is moving countries. And if that turns out that it was the wrong decision, like there's they no- can come back. You can come back. Mm. Like it's not a, it's, yeah, it's never kind of an an like final 
call yeah. de- decision, except for having kids. That is yeah, final. that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but like there are certain obviously decisions that are final, but most decisions in life, you know, you can kind of like relax with mm. the thought that, hey, if it doesn't work out, you know, we can just fix it and, you know, figure out a way, but yeah. it's not, yeah, it's not the end of the world. A hundred percent. And also I think that comes back to our rule breaking conversation rule last week. Like you can actually kind of design the life you want. Like just because yes. at this age or that age, everybody's doing A, B, a C thing doesn't mean you can't do something completely different. Totally. Like, you know, make it work for you. Yes. Hmm. Design your life. <laughs> Lifestyle. It sounds like a really bad homewares store. <laughs> yeah. Design your life. And it has like all these motivational quotes written oh. in that sort of cursive writing. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And pink fluffy cushions. Yeah. Like li- live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. Eat, pray, love. Yeah. <laughs> love, love, pray, love. This is where, what is like the kitchen ones that they always want to have in the kitchen and it's like the the sayings are like, you know. Where uh, the conversation happens. Yeah, something like really <laughs> or, ridiculous. A happy kitchen is a oh. happy home. <laughs> yes, that's like, it. Yes, yes, yes. Make me a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make me a sandwich and shut up. <laughs> that was absolutely delightful. So many lists. There were a lot of lists. <laughs> Penny's got her, all of her advices. She's given you them for the week. Um also, we we recorded in a bit of a new setting, which is kind of exciting. So I'm we, scared. I'm scared that we've we our audio is going to sound like shit. Really? I don't know why, but it sounds good in my ears. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, yeah I think okay. it should be fine. Okay, great. Um, but we're not in. The, we weren't in the closet, which is kind of nice when it's warm outside. Yeah, it's horrible recording mm. in the closet. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you. We're in the kitchen today. We're in the kitchen. Whoop. Where. A happy kitchen is a happy, <laughs> wait, home. That's if it. If you record it. a podcast in, the, in kitchen, the kitchen, then you'll be a happy, a happy dum-dum. <laughs> what? If only Cut we, that out, if we, Yeah, if only, I was just going to say, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to cut that one out. We're not on fire today. It's, I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like we kind of were in okay. certain aspects. Okay, but not Just anymore. not at the end. But that's okay. Most people don't listen to the very end anyways. Yeah, great. So right? we can just wrap it up. Totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, wonderful. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.